Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. Today on the podcast, we've got a great topic, but I'm going to hold off on the topic because we have an even more important person joining us today. And so uh, today we have actually replaced Chris, not because Chris was bad, uh, but I think it just says a lot to who we have with me today, uh, Julie Woodruff. And so, Julie, if you want to give a shout out real quick. Thanks, Vic. I'm excited to be here. I I, I think Chris would probably be better. But anyway, I'm here anyway. (laughs) Uh, Let me just give you a little bit. If you don't know Julie, um, one, if you're at Long Hollow and you don't know Julie, I don't know how, because she knows everyone, and you've got to meet her. Um, Julie, I've just been here a long time. That's right. How long have you been at Long Hollow? 15 years. 15 years. And so 15 years, and Julie has done a lot in the women's ministry, but has recently stepped in as our group's minister. So she's still doing women's ministry, but also oversees our life group, our D groups, um, and she does an amazing job at just caring for people. Um, I can say that uh, personally. As Sophie and I moved here, you're one of the first people to welcome us and have been um, a huge part of our Long Hollow experience. And it has been really fun to see you take that into our group's world and helping people connect into community and grow. And so uh, Julie is actually on the podcast because she's so much a part of what we're doing as we are leading life groups and D groups. And so, Julie, is there anything you would add just to your Long Hollow experience, your excitement? Excitement for the future with groups. Yeah, uh, Vic, I'm just so excited about what God is doing in our in our church, and and I think that now is a time if never before we see the need for mm. uh, uh, groups and and the relationships between groups, and actually that's what we're talking about today. Right. We're talking about how to help our D group members connect with one another. Um, So we're going to be talking about several things. We're going to be talking about why D group's important. We're going to be talking about how to foster connection with our D groups. Mm. And we're also going to talk about some things that prevent people from connecting. Oh, that's the the thing that people always want. You know, it's never perfect, like the troubleshooting. How do I handle these issues? Yeah, Yeah, and you never even know until you get in the middle of it that those are some of the things that may come up. So it's important, I think, to talk about it prior to so we don't feel like a failure. That's right. You know, if some of the things uh, that we thought uh, did not happen the way we thought they were going to happen. Yeah, no, that's really good. And I think today's topic was actually picked because Julie, this is something Julie does so naturally. And so relationals, uh, side, I mean, of ministry is just your forte. And so no matter what uh, environment, whether it's D group, life group, Julie does an amazing job at connecting people. And so I've never been in one of your D groups and I probably never will. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> and so probably not. But um, I, I have seen when I, when we, when we've come over to y'all's house and you're wrapping up D group or going in beforehand, there is a level of connection and fellowship and laughter and enjoyment that your, uh, that your D group has that I'm always like, man, there's a legit relationships there. Um, and we all know that the man, when that's there, it, it just creates an amazing environment for uh, these disciplines and everything else. So you're the perfect person to be talking about this. And well, so, thanks for letting me be a part of it. I, I've had many D groups and I'm going to tell you, every one of them are different and, right. and God does something unique and different with each group. But um, what God has done in my life and in the lives of those that we've had an opportunity to, to do 
uh, discipleship with has yeah. been um, just, you can't even explain the importance of it. Absolutely. I love it. So where do we start okay. today, Miss Miss Relational Connector? Go. Where do we start well, today? Well, I want us to talk about today why it's important for us to foster moments for people to connect. Yeah. So why don't you start us off by just giving us some thoughts on that? Yeah, for sure. And so uh, I think, you know, and I mentioned this when I've come into your D groups, like uh, on the back end or on the front end, and I see people laughing, you can see the genuine relationships. And I, you know, I think when those relationships exist in our D group members, it creates just fertile ground for us to talk about the word of God, to, to open up and share about our struggles. Um, all of these disciplines, the, 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 the our Bible reading here, journal, accountability, prayer, all of those are great. But man, when it's, when it's not within the context of relationships, it, it, they really struggle. The accountability is more surface level. Um, we don't feel like we can open up and maybe challenge or push or encourage on things that uh, around the Word of God and the discussion. Things just don't get to the depth that they need to. And so, um, you know, when I, th- I think about this, the importance of that connection is that one, it is part of our marks. It's two pieces, actually, the accountable and the communal piece. And so that's part of what we're growing to as Christians, um, as disciples. We're looking for uh, that communal aspect, that accountability. And when we, I would say, connection precedes accountability. And I think it's because trust precedes transparency. And so what I mean by that is, I don't, I'm not going to allow, if, if we were in this hypothetical D group, Julie, um, it, it, I'm not going to allow you to hold me accountable to something unless I, uh, we have a relationship, unless I know that you are for me, that we're friends. Um, and so also, I'm probably not going to be transparent about struggles that I have. If I don't trust you, if I don't trust that you are for me and that you are going to call me up, not just call me out, that it's going to be received with grace, not judgment and condemnation. And so I think that's why like this connection piece is huge. And so if you're a leader in your group, that's something that you're thinking, how do I help this group connect? How do I help build trust? You know, we talked about this in a previous episode Time leads to trust, which leads to transparency. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you that's see a, the surface level accountability. You get past that in months three, four, five, six. I would say that the more emphasis you put on connecting your members together and helping them encourage one another and connect, uh, even at superficial levels of mutual interest, of like favorite TV shows or whatever it may be, when they connect there, it, it is going to accelerate how quick you can get to real issues. Um, it, it's a, a past surface level things. It is really going to allow you, instead of being six months down the road trying to get to deeper stuff, maybe it's six weeks. Um, that connection kind of accelerates that process. And so um, I would say, so that that's to me the biggest piece there is, is it, it creates the fertile ground for the disciplines. Um, and you're going to be walking alongside these people for 12 to 18 months. Yeah. And so like, it's important to connect and we don't want to just, D group does not need to be something that we just, it, it's a hollow exercise still. Like when we talk about why we love D groups, our people should talk about the people in which they're living life with as much as what they're learning from God. Absolutely. So let's talk about So that's the why here. 
But the reason that we do this podcast is to get to the practical, right? It's the how. That's what Mm -hmm. people want. And so let's talk about that, Julie. What are some of the ways that you have helped your D group members quickly connect with one another? And there's a lot of different ways we can do it. So what are some that you've seen go well? There are. My favorite probably is when we, uh, the first few weeks, we spend time sharing our testimonies. And we give adequate amount of time. As a matter of fact, that sometimes is more important than going through our HEAR journal just because of the fact that you said just a moment ago that it's more important for us to know each other so that we can build that trust early Mm -hmm. on and have an opportunity then to know one another's backgrounds. And the amazing thing to me, Vic, is that in in D groups that I have um, led, it has been or been a part of, I may have been the the only the mutual connection for yeah. everybody. You know, they didn't know each other but but because I knew them and because God had led me to invite them to be a part of my group. So they were complete strangers. Mm-hmm. But when they start sharing their testimonies and and it's amazing how God puts together stories. You know, and mm-hmm. you just go, Okay, God, I, I couldn't have known all of that, but you put these people yeah. in this group for a specific purpose. And that's why I think it's important that we pray about who God wants us Mm, to invite to be a part of our groups. Um, Because that sharing of testimonies just puts us all on a level playing field because none of us are perfect. All of us have a story. And we get to see how important those stories are as we begin to talk with one another and share. And and so going forward, um, as we spend time together over the next year to 18 months, we we already are at a level playing field because we know each other better. Yeah. So I think it's really vitally right. important to hear what God has done in a person's life, how they came to know Jesus and mm. why they want to be a part um, of a discipleship group. And we all get there in different ways, but God uses all of our stories to connect us to one another. So yeah. I think that's so important. That's really Another good. thing that we've done uh, is that there's a spiritual inventory exercise that, yeah, that we give fine. them. It's really good. That's and really it's good. so helpful um, to help us, uh, know where everybody stands the questions are just easy to answer give me give me what are a couple of those questions just so like it it asks for what are some of our high moments right some of our low moments um and you know what are how has that shaped you that's that that's the exercise you're talking about right well the one i've got is has got like 25 questions is that the oh, one? never mind so we have okay. spiritual inventory exercise one and exercise two and okay, so there, we're there gonna find go. both of those yeah. and put them in the show notes yes, and so good. we'll put julie's version and yeah. Vic's version mine has highs and lows okay and you how do a guys us. and i do a women's that's so right. you know we got <laughs> there you go that's with good. the difference that's yeah good. that's exactly right and so yours is 25 questions uh, share a little bit more of what that is that that are multiple choice that just oh, wow. ask specifics okay. about where a person is spiritually Spiritually, and they're what what they've done as far as spiritual disciplines go. If this is a brand new thing yeah, to them, good. as far as getting into the word, and um, uh, so I think it it may be a little bit more in depth. That's uh, great. Than, I need to look at that. Maybe that's maybe I need to start doing then that. The one. One, well, yeah, Candy Gallaty is the one that gave it to me. So oh, there you go. Great. She yeah, yeah she she knows what she she's knows talking what about. She's talking about. That's exactly right. That's good. Um, the other thing that I love is the marks exercise. Okay, I think we both know this one. Together. Yes, I think, that, I think we do too. One. As a matter of fact, um, and we'll. We'll put this in the show notes, you yes. said, so mm-hmm. so you can have access to this. But this is a great exercise that 
immediately breaks down walls because it 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 asks questions that um, are are easy to answer, but boy, before you know it, you've yeah. you've shared your whole story, right. and uh, it just brings you to the point to realize either I have had someone in my life who has helped me to grow spiritually, or no, I haven't, or I've helped others grow spiritually, or no, I, I haven't done yeah. much in the way of discipleship. So I think that is a great exercise and um, one that's that's really, really good. Well, I think it's funny you come back to it. So you start it, and then when you come, like six months later or 12 months later, you, you're you looking at it. It allows you to see, man, I, 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 I at the beginning you're saying, man, I'm not as strong in the missional element of, right. of my faith. And so, but then by the end of it, if you really prioritize that element of it, you say, man, I've really grown in that. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of gives you a gauge on what areas of your life you need to grow in and, and gives you a kind of a test to it. But in a personal way where you're talking stories, not just how many times have you shared your faith? Exactly. So I, I, there's a lot of intentionality to the exercise while still being personal and relational. I really yeah. like that one. Yeah. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about hangout nights and things like that, but yeah. I, more whatever that looks like if it's a shopping trip if it's a just going mm-hmm. out to dinner trip or whatever just something outside of the d group time so that you're again building the relationship spending time laughing with one another just right. having a good time i'm all about fun that's right along you are. the way so, you are. Uh, and i, I want to give permission we did you know you mentioned doing it outside your uh, uh d group night or d group time Every once in a while, you can get crazy and do it in just your do it. Time. Uh, yeah, that's we did. Right. We did cards one night and just hung out. We taught each other new games and just hung out. And my goodness, I wish we sp- you know we spent three or four hours. I think our wives are wondering when are y'all coming home tonight. <laughs> uh, but that really helped us connect. And I, I kid you not, our our accountability and our conversation went to a new depth in the months that followed after that. I think you hit on an important point, and and that is this: we just need to be flexible you know this is not about a program no this is not about something that we have to do this is a lifestyle and the relationship piece of that is more important than anything else Mm. that we do because we're investing in someone else's life Mm -hmm. and we're coming alongside them so it's critical that we don't feel we have to be rigid about anything you know we take our personality we use that to lead our group and and as we build those relationships then as we share in god's word together um i think that it takes on more meaning because we know each other yeah that's right no that's so good the uh, one one other one that I would add is uh, Jenny Bolton did this in Sophie's D group, and Sophie's like she's trying to figure. She's definitely going to do it as well. Uh, Jenny brought a list of like what are your favorites, and so basically yeah. it was a, a a page and it was like what's your favorite drink? Right. Um, what well, you know? And Sophie was like, well, I like this Starbucks drink. You know, if you had a five dollar gift card anywhere, where would it be? Where's your favorite place? You know, what's your hobby? You yeah. know, and it was all these favorites. Um, and even may have said, like, what's your shirt size? Things like that. Mm-hmm. And then they shared the information with one another. And throughout the year, like, for instance, when Jenny had a bad day, Sophie wanted to help. She went to that list and said, man, Jenny loves this drink from Starbucks. And I, I, multiple times she went and got that drink so and good. dropped it off. That's so good. And, uh, and it was just, but then they were like, oh, you love that too? And so it sparked fun conversation, but it also was something that allowed them to then serve one another going forward. Yeah. And so yeah. I don't know if we have that officially yeah. in our resource, uh, you know, Well, we probably don't, but we, we can find it. That's for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, we've talked about things that are important, but what are some things that, that prevent groups mm. from connecting big 
Yeah. I, so you hit on it, and I really, uh, you know, I'm over here like amening it. Um, I think it's pr- one thing that prevents connection is prioritizing a curriculum or agenda over people. And in the D group environment, what I say, prioritizing the disciplines in our meeting structure over the people. Right. You know, like at the end of the day, we've got to remember the disciplines are meant to be tools to foster connection and growth with God and with others. That's right. And and the truth of the matter is, those feed one another. You know, if we're if we're connecting with God, we're going to better connect with those that uh, in our group. And if we're connecting with others, we're going to better connect with God. That's just the way He's designed us. Life change happens best through relationships. That's right. right. So I think that's the big thing. Like us having a card night and hanging out for, you know, two, three hours longer than normal was a very intentional thing. We didn't do disciplines that night, but our disciplines were better the next time because of it. And so I think it's just looking and stepping back and saying, man, what does my group need? What do my people need? And sometimes it's just a laugh, have fun, connect. And so it's, you know, we talked about those ideas. Sharing testimonies is a 15, 20 minute thing or 30 minutes maybe of each group. And you do one a week. And, and that's okay. Maybe your hear journals aren't as strong that week. Or maybe you don't do it at all and do the spiritual inventory or marks that week. Feel the freedom to do that because at the end of the day, this is a structure that is to help facilitate, to foster growth. It is not the end-all, be-all. Keep the end in mind, which is their growth. Yeah. I would say, too, just a perceived lack of mutual interest. A lot, And I say perceived because a lot of times we say, well, we had nothing in common. A lot of times that means you didn't share your story yeah. um, and you didn't get to know one another because really I think when you did – a lot of people can, most people can connect with others over their struggles and their experiences. And so I think getting to know one another helps you get over that. But when we don't think there's anything in common, you're different than I am. Yeah. It makes it difficult. And we need to help people realize, man, you're very different. It may be your interest, but I bet there is a, some common ground we can find. And we want to fight for that. We want to create that opportunity. That's so true. And let me just jump in there to say that that I have seen it over and over and over again. We can have just polar opposites. Yep. But as we get into God's word, that's kind of the level playing field. Because we all, when we begin to talk and, right. and see what God says to us, we, our differences are not as far apart as we thought that they were. You yeah. know? And the beautiful thing about that, too, is that you don't... But we can have differences and still love one another. Isn't that what the body of Christ mm-hmm, is all about? And learning how to work together. And and yes. although our differences are there, that we can still appreciate one another and, and uh, love one another. Absolutely. No, I love that. Um, I would say, too, you mentioned this earlier, and I just jotted the note down. I think sometimes connecting only with the leader prevents us from connecting with one another. And what I mean by that is, as the leader, sometimes we don't prioritize helping our members connect with one another. We just think about connecting with them. And so when we do that, whenever we just have a lot of individual conversations or time spent off with them, or, you know, for instance, when they share their hear journal, I'm always the one who responds to it. Yeah. When we only focus on that communication, so our four members connection to us opposed to their connection with one another you know, maybe a better way of saying, hey, you know, Joe, what do you think about what Bob said? Right. You know, and you right. get them talking with one another and you step back. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. and I've heard this multiple times, 
hey, I couldn't make it to my D group, and I was really nervous because I wasn't going to be there. But they went ahead and had it. Yes. And I think it was the best thing for the group. Yes. I've heard that many times, and it's because we got out of the way and allowed them to connect with one another. Absolutely. We were talking about beforehand some of these. I'd love to for you to share what you share with me beforehand. Sometimes the lack of commitment to the group and sometimes the lack of expectation yeah. to the group. Two different things, but similar often prevent connection from happening. Can you kind of unpack that a little bit more? Yeah. As a matter of fact, my second group I ever had, I just said I was a D group failure because we had Mm. to end it. And the reason we had to end it was we had signed, and I think this is so important. We talk about signing a commitment, a covenant together before you get started. And the the beautiful thing about that is that it has... um, the expectations there, what we're, what we're doing, how this group is different from yeah. most groups that you do. And so everybody knows, and they start on a level playing field. Well, what I found out in this particular group was those who were a part of it, it became more of a counseling session than right. it did a D group. And, and, and they came, but they didn't have their hear journals read. They hadn't memorized yes. scripture. And so that's okay. Once or twice, but then when that becomes the pattern, mm-hmm. you realize, okay, this this really is not accomplishing what we committed to when right. we signed that commitment form. So we we I just said to them, you know what? I think that there are other places that would better serve you right now because if we're not gonna. Uh, be accountable to one another to do the things that we committed to, then that's not the purpose of a D group. So we ended up disbanding. So I want to give whoever's listening, (laughs) you know, just the freedom to go. We want to keep the main thing, the main thing. We want to keep the the priorities for what D groups are established for in in living life. And that didn't mean that my relationship with those people ended. Mm. It just meant that that was not the format and that was not um, Mm. the direction we needed to go. Yeah, no, that's super good. I think that's why so much the, the, the covenant and the D group DNA, those two pieces, which they're all part of week one of our D group starter guides. Right. But the D group DNA is the picture that explains the disciplines and the marks and kind of what we're aiming for. And the covenant is the commitment that people make to it. And so the D group DNA gives those expectations and says, this is what this experience is going to be. This is why we are going to gather and what we're hoping to grow in. And then the covenant is the commitment. And so if you're not showing up or if you only come to once every four months or you're not doing the disciplines, often it waters down. It doesn't show the intentionality to right. the time, the importance mm-hmm. to the time. And what happens is people people aren't going to put themselves out there. Right. They're not going to try to be transparent. They're not going to be vulnerable. They're not going to commit to the group as much, which is going to hinder the connection. And so that's why those are so important. Uh, lack of commitment, lack of expectation. Absolutely. So those so those are some of the things that we care. And again, all these exercises uh, that we're going to put in the notes below. And uh, I would just encourage you, if you're struggling with connection in it, or if you're just getting going, or you just need a break uh, you know, from kind of the every week doing the same thing, and you need something to kind of um, I don't know, shake it up, use these exercises. I think you're going to see a great impact in your group. Um, next week, we have an awesome topic, balancing grace and commitment oh, in wow. the D group. And so, so good. I'm excited. It's going to be really good. Julie and I are looking forward to talking more about that, helping you as a leader uh, lead your D group well, as well as this grace and commitment is going to help you uh, if you're leading a life group as well. Absolutely. So we hope you have a great week and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. 
If you are a Long Hollow group leader, click the link in the show notes to access resources just for you. If you are a church leader and want to receive free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church, click the link in the show notes or visit replicate.org.